every single time now. <laughs> this has become, instead of me rhyming, it's you coming in with like a fresh, hot little ditty. <laughs> Episode 434, complete yes. with a little ditty for your listening pleasure. How are you, yes. Sarah? I'm doing real well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the I'm, truth my, is, yeah, before I mean, we started, we were still hurting, but. yeah. Before we started uh, recording, we were just saying how, like, you know, this is a really difficult time in American history, oh, yes. and well, the world really. But yeah, how you wouldn't really know it from social media, and people seem Ugh. like they're fine, and we're all like in this as uh, you know existential. Yeah. dread and yes. depression and everyone seems fine. What's up with that? We're not fine. We're not fine. No, I'm definitely not fine. Yeah, Everything why? hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, 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 bridesmaids. Oh, bridesmaids. Is it? Maybe. <laughs> mm, everything hurts and I'm dying. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, but uh, that's all right. The show must go yeah. on as we say. Yeah, true. And uh, here yes. we are. I was actually just reading something on stress in like Time Magazine came out with like this whole science of stress article and or magazine because um, they recognize that everybody's dealing with it. Yeah, and I was talking about how you basically. I mean, this is stuff we already know. Let's see if I can find it real quick. But it was um, it was talking about like chronic stress that leads to like the immune system becoming desensitized mm. to the good hormones that like help like anti-inflammatory and like help you yeah. like, chill the fuck out. And so like now we've been exposed to stress for like a long period of time. And I feel like it makes everybody very like highly reactive or like everything that normally you'd be able to like, Ooh, okay, I can get through this. You know, you know, when you like stub your toe and you're like already having a bad day and you're like, <laughs> and like normally you could like stub your toe and it's like, ow, fuck. And then you just like move right along, Yeah, you know? We're like in a giant ongoing like day of like stub your toe and crack. That is hilarious and accurate. <laughs> I love when when you when you 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 get me on <laughs> these do. things that I'm like good. It's not so. It's not just me. Yeah, I'm like, gonna have to assume that our listeners are sharing this general malaise and melancholy. But yeah. maybe you should tell us like on social if you share our feelings of. Hopelessness. <laughs> Please, God, you know, let there be a community. Because here's the thing. It's like I always wonder, do I just – this is kind of like one of those the more you know, like things like, ugh, it's like knowledge is yeah, – Ignorance worst. is bliss kind of things. Exactly. Yeah. Ignorance totally is bliss because it's like, you know, I'm like hyper aware of my – physiological and emotional responses to stress or like how anxiety and and depression or whatever manifest in me. So I'm like, wow, I'm really stuck, like struggling with this, or I'm really like having to look at this or work on this. And everybody else just like gets to be a bitch, you know? And I'm like, what the hell? I hate being aware of my emotions. I mean, it's really good because you can use tools (laughs) and it's all like fantastic and wonderful, but, and like, I'm grateful, but you know, you know too much. That's all. Because then you actually have to do stuff too. And it's like... Yeah. When you find a genius that is happy, that person is a suspect. Something is not... Right. It's like, (laughs) what's up with you? Where are you hiding this? But also, you know, but this is why, this is my argument for like why therapists are the best. I mean, that and because like it's, you know, my profession. But like, I I like that's that's the cure, man. You just got to talk to like somebody. I did a... An interview with these two gals. Have you ever heard of the podcast Call Your Girlfriend? Call Your Girlfriend. It's these 
Yeah, I feel like that does ring a bell. Yes. Um, these two gals, one's named Anne and one's out. named um, Amina too. And she, they, wait, wait, I lost my train of thought. Oh, wow. That's never happened before to you ever in the, oh my God, 434 episodes. And yes. this never happened. Oh, okay. We, I remember. We talk about the interview that you do, that you yes, were doing. And I had read their wow. book and they, as a couple, platonic girlfriends, went to mm-hmm. couples therapy. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Like you and me going to therapy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I was like, I would never do, I'm like, I'm so happy that worked for you, but I would rather die than do than do that. But it kind of does mm. beg the question why that is so... Um, unusual. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's not where it's not unusual, believe it or not, is with bands. Oh yeah. That this is something that bands do because it's when the, when you recognize that there's a benefit, like a a serious benefit to staying together and to like, mm, you know, a therapist works on any kind of relationship, whether that's with friendships or coworkers or, you know, relationships or anything. So, but they were describing yeah. that thing that you guys do where <laughs> like somebody will say, you know, that thing that you guys do, someone will be like, you know, I feel really upset about X, Y, or Z. And then oh, yes. either the other partner or the therapist says, what I'm hearing you say is <laughs> I hate that crap and I know it's effective and important yeah. and whatever, but it is so, to me, it yeah. sounds so condescending. Yeah. And it only, so here's, here's, and I, I'm going to help you because <laughs> here it only sounds condescending. Well, that kind of sounds condescending, um, <laughs> but it only sounds condescending. I think when you're learning how to do it, because when you learn how to actually have like healthy communication, this becomes m- much more natural. It's yeah. kind of like when you're learning how to do a dance, like learning how to do the, I don't know, yeah, the so waltz, whatever. Yeah, and you'd have to go, okay, one, two, three, one, two, yeah. like you count and you're like doing the, and it, you're like, well, that's weird. But then you do it a whole bunch and soon you're just like flowing. Okay, and that like, must be better then. So that's it. And we're talking about teaching people a totally new way to communicate and you have to start with simplifying it and just breaking it down to a formula. I feel blank when you do blank and what I need is blank. And then the validator is, says, well, what I hear you say oh, is boy. you feel blank when I do blank and I need to do blank. Is that it correct? Still sounds stupid. <laughs> but that doesn't sound like that when you are having a normal conversation. It sounds more like, um, like, you know, I don't know. I'm Natural. just feeling really sad right now. And like, everything's like <laughs> pissing me off and I don't know what it is, but it's like, I know it's not you. And I know a lot of this has to do with me, but like what I really need is just like a little more attention or a little more love and nurturing. Like, you know, because right yeah. now I just can't handle things. That's it. I just did it. <laughs> That didn't sound like super stiff. That All was right. like, you know, we're dancing now. So. I'll take your word for it. Okay. There you go. But I will never go to couples therapy. I would rather never talk to you again than... Oh, like you and me? We don't yeah, need to. with a girlfriend, right. with any girlfriend ever. Yeah. Because I'm a closed-minded, terrible person, evidently. But <laughs> it worked for them, so I'm happy for them. But if it came down to it and like you and I had a misunderstand, like a, 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 we couldn't communicate... In a, in we recognize that like the the breakup of the podcast would be like the worst case for both of us, and it would be the best <laughs> for both of us. Just like work it out, whatever. 
Yeah, I don't ever see a skin Well, and I do think either. that's why they ended up doing it because they right. usually you're just losing a friend. Not that that's right. not significant, yeah, but right. if you're also losing your livelihood or something yeah. fundamental beyond the friend, then I think it becomes right. more <laughs> important. Yeah, like the band. That's why they're yes. like under contract or they have like, you know. Yeah, like if their disagreement is going to cost them millions of dollars, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's like the Migos who go to therapy. Like they're, yeah, I'm all about it. What is a Migos? <laughs> what are you saying? The Migos uh, is a band. Uh, uh, Will you spell well, a that? rap trio, M-I-G-O-S. Oh, it really is like uh-huh. a Migo. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was Motley Crue. I think they did it. Uh, or, yes, wait. Motley Crue. Maybe Metallica. Yeah. Oh, Metallica. Metallica for sure. They seem. I think that's it. Like where they seem tough, but then they're really soft. Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) And uh, 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 I feel like when there's like one band member, and maybe it's like the lead singer who like thinks he's like hot, and you're like, oh my god, and everybody else is like, we got to get this guy back down to earth. (laughs) Right, I get that. That I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. But what if you're like a family band? (laughs) Family band. Then. You, like the all, Partridge like family? Hanson. Oh. Or like, so then does it count as a group therapy or family therapy? Yeah. Or is it like to, and if you're a therapist, what do you, do you count it under as your hours? Well, if somebody came to you as platonic female friends and wanted yeah. couples therapy, I know that you would take the, their case or whatever you call it, yeah. Yeah. but um, wouldn't you kind of be like, honest. what are we doing here? Well, I'd ask, I'd ask them what their goal for therapy is because they get to establish the goals. And if the goal is like, there's always a goal. It's like healthier communication. Okay. What does that look like? Where's the, the like problem? Where's the, the, you know, the stuck point? Oh boy. I don't yeah. know. Or are they speaking two different languages? We're not understanding. Could there be, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 deeper issues and feelings of resentment from something. Could there be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Where oh, are these ladies? Boy, Give my number. <laughs> yeah, no, I support this. you. I just don't want to do it for myself. Okay. I think everybody should just be like, you know. Just Either in therapy like, all the time. can it and just like, yeah, deal with it. or But like, don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, or go to therapy and work your shit out. Yeah, that, that'll save you thousands of dollars. Just stop being a dick. Right. It's like, well, you got to do one of those two. I mean, but like, or, you know, it doesn't, and people don't always go to therapy just because they're being dicks. But <laughs> I guess sometimes I'm like, well, I guess, you know what, when I went to therapy because I wasn't feeling good about myself, that's kind of like being a dick to yourself. It really is. So then it's still being a dick, but just internalized. Yeah. So yeah, I'll stand that. by that. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let's talk about the best sort of hilarious news that just made my day the other day. Because we're all like dying for things to smile about, right? Yes, please. Give me all of (laughs) them. Well, 
Um, the city of Columbus is grappling with <gasps> the, you know, problem of their name. Yes. Given the problem of their, their namesake, Christopher. Yes. yes. Um, and I, when I say Columbus is having to grapple with it, I doubt it's most people. I'm sure it's just like some of the people yeah. who are yeah. mad about Christopher right. Columbus and his, you know, white man situation. Yeah. Uh so they are made, they made a petition to rename Columbus after somebody else who is from, somebody who is from the town and that person is Guy Fieri. Oh my gosh, I saw this. Yes. It's good hilarious. What's the what the heck Flavor is the name? Flavor Town. Is it Flavor Town or Flavorville? Flavor Town. Flavor Town. Yeah, he's the mayor oh of Flavor Town. He's the mayor of Flavor Town. Well, they definitely need to do this. Of course they should do this. Oh my god. I'm so 100 I'm I'm 100 I'm as for this as I am <laughs> against his haircut. I love his hair. Susie, I love everything about Guy Fieri. You even pronounce his name. So <laughs> That's how he pronounces it, so Put I will too. some respect on his name. Look at her. Yes. Oh, I'm dying. Here's why I love Guy. Oh, you're making me laugh. <laughs> Tell me all your favorite things. Ready, go. Okay. Guy, there is nothing pretentious about Guy Fieri. He this is true. is a man of the people. Uh, he doesn't have any shame about calling aioli donkey sauce. <laughs> he, he, I'm dying. <laughs> this is my favorite. This put this down on our greatest hits right now. So mark Just this because of Fieri and donkey Just sauce. Your enthusiasm <laughs> because you're lighting up in the same way I do when I talk about plants or uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and yeah. I'm living for this. Continue. Okay, well, and I also love that people would not expect me to love Guy. Right. <laughs> so that's funny to me. Um, he is obviously very talented. He's a great chef, but you would never, ex- like, he's not snotty. He's not a He snob. would not be above chilies. Yes. You love that about him, so I, I get it. this. I totally get this. And kudos to him because he is, uh, to my knowledge, the only celebrity chef that took millions of dollars and paid all of his employees during the pandemic wow. out of his own pocket. Millions well, okay. and millions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's moving up the list. Very Not, generous. Not his haircut isn't still, but... But I'm don't you say, kind yeah. of love when someone is unapologetically themselves? I do. Oh boy, do I. Because that's the whole... That's like... That's the ultimate... It's it feels good to look... At, yes. Mm-hmm. It feels... We... We want to be around that person or want to be like that person. Like, yeah, yeah, for And, sure. like, the flame shirts are funny to yes, me. Yes, they are. They're he ridiculous. He seems okay. like a really good dad and a really nice husband. I have never Aww. heard of any kind of problems with him. That was what I was just going to say. I'm like, mm-hmm. no Me Too. We, something Me Too-ish would have come out by now. Or, like, <laughs> and no too-ish. background of ra- ra- racism that we know of. No, out, No, like... Mm-hmm. He's like on the right side of things. Okay, that the, okay. I'm see more. I am for Flavor Town. Take me there. <laughs> Flavor. And if let's say they did change Columbus's name to Flavor Town, <laughs> you could never be sad ever if you lived in Flavor Town. No, for sure. And like, 
like imagine I would just everybody from that town should go appear on game shows because <laughs> you know how they write like where, their hometown yes. like underneath their and that would just be hilarious all the time. Like I, the more I think about it, like, the more where's I that? I want to go there. That's actually good for tourism. It's good for everything. <laughs> it's good for wellness, uh, mental health, yeah. probably peace. I bet they'd be like a utopian, air, sure. you know, city. Yeah. With no race wars, everyone's yeah. equal. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I like it too. I'm for it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you're on board. I'm going to sign the petition. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'll put that yeah. on our website, oh. on our uh, Insta, and you guys can Suze, all sign it. Speaking of petitions, yes. I signed one for okay. that you had up on on Twitter about something we talked about like two episodes ago. The mascot. Oh my God! You saw it? Yes. Yes, that's great. Thank you for signing that. Yeah, it's totally going to hit. I should. I don't know why I didn't retweet it. I'll do that. I, I'll do that right now. So you're I mean, talking right about um, my my high school's mascot. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a, a a a like a you know petition like yeah. a change dot org thing uh, to sign and uh, that they should change the name. And we were just talking about that. Yeah. And then I saw your message that was like, hey. And I was like, you did, you did, you buried the lead. I wanted to uh, like, I don't know, whatever it's called, subtweet it, but I still am like freaking learning Twitter. And because they like changed it since like last time I was heavy into it for fucking real. I'm like, I don't even know how to do it. And, um, uh, uh, I was going to be like, she is the, like she was the mascot. This is exactly who you should be talking to. Yeah. The timing was great because I had been working independently just at home plotting what I was going to do. I'm very methodical. So I never just like, I'm not impulsive. So I wanted to be very organized about how I was going to do it. And so I was working with my friends and stuff. And then they sent me a thing from the local news in Pittsburgh that was like, uh, a local high school is thinking of changing its mascot. And I, they thought it was me. They thought I had already begun. And I I did too. Mm -hmm. Wow. So this is independently people are sharing these thoughts, which makes sense because everyone's thinking about these things now. Um, yeah. And I am already working with like the superintendent and the school board oh trying to make the change. But believe me, it is not a popular opinion. Wow. People I can't believe are that. so mad. And it is so funny to me how um, attached people get to like their local That's yogal. Crazy. <laughs> But like, I want to be sympathetic because if it's mean, meaningful to them, then I have to work with compassion to mm. try to get mm. them to maybe change their minds um, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to change I mean, their mind by being mean to them or telling them they're racist or something like that. So. Just replace the mascot with Guy Fieri too. Oh my God, this is great. <laughs> right. Now that would be celebrating guy. That there would not go. be diminishing. I'm sure they already sell that Halloween costume. Yeah, haven't you ever seen it? it you know how they can't actually say who it is because it's like yeah, oh my gosh. So they'll say something like it said president of uh, president oh of Taste Town or something. Oh, stop! <laughs> stop it! Swear. Stop! That is so funny. I love when things are just a little bit off, right. but you like know exactly what they're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Oh my god, it. that's like my favorite well, Taste Town. And our oh. our favorite sheets happen to be Brooklyn, as you yes. all know. 
Oh my gosh. But Seriously, now, mine oh, looks they, so good next to my new black wall. I love them. Well, that's the thing. You have all kinds of great like te- text what are they textiles in your house yeah. i always oh. noticed that about you oh thanks and so brooklyn and fits right in and yes. now they're my new favorite towels oh the most luxurious towels that ever were heaven in a towel because i had a towel problem we actually talked about this years ago on the show because uh-huh. i could cannot figure out why i was having all these issues with my towels where they would get dingy and kind of like i don't know musty yeah, and like, I like like stiff, like like I they can't feel take like it. crusty. Yeah, I can't take it, even if there's a hint of a scent. So I wanted all new towels. So I went to Brooklyn and and got these wonderful luxury towels, but without the middleman. So they're affordable. They're going to last forever, and they stay fresh and it's high quality. You're going to love them because I mean the bedding's fantastic, and now they're turning our bathrooms into spas as well. And frankly, we won't judge you if you get a shower, use the towel, and then decide just to wear that all day because they are that freaking soft, best towels I've ever had. Brooklinen is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home, including ultra-soft towels. They're so confident in their product that everything comes with a lifetime warranty. Use promo code BRAIN for 10% off your first order at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code BRAIN. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Mm. And they mm. have like, they have other stuff too. They have just like loungewear and all yes. kinds of stuff. Just check out their yes. site. You'll love it. Yes. I love it. Oh. All right. I'm so um, Okay, so I'm pretty happy about Flavortown. I am less <laughs> happy about... We have, happy about Flavortown. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. I'm dying. I talked on this show um, about that My Little Pony documentary about the bronies. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. A whole long, a super long time ago. Yeah. The bronies have been around for a while. And if you're not familiar, they are a subculture where mostly white men, adult mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. uh, are enthusiastic about the My Little Pony cartoon series. Enthusiastic is an understatement. Yeah. What would you call they, it? Manic? They, they oh, uh, they've adopted the the lifestyle, I think, in many ways. <laughs> the pony you know? lifestyle. Yes. They're really into it, and they go to conventions, and the conventions are very well attended. This is not a tiny fringe thing. This is quite a big movement. <laughs> the ponies are little. Their admi- admi- admiration is big. <laughs> right. Yes, oh, that is so, so true. And <laughs> I think a lot of people became interested because there's this question mark about why would adult straight men mm-hmm. be super into this cartoon that's generally made for little girls? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, our little children at least. Mm-hmm. And um, we still kind of don't really have the answer besides the fact that it's, you know, a positive message and it made them feel comforted or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to be judgmental, even though I am all the time, uh, <laughs> about it. But it, to me, it's indicative of a larger problem with white men in this country. Um, they've kind of lost him. their way is is what i'm getting at you know the incel Uh situation yeah Uh uh-huh not that everyone that's into my little ponies is an incel or anything but i think there's a pretty big overlap there 
Yeah. There's a part, I think that a lot of it has to do with the, like a, a, a culture of toxic masculinity and a very narrow, uh, uh, like definition of what it means to be a man but in reality people existing way outside of that definition and that 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 like you almost have to form these fringe groups when and like Mm -hmm. to find uh uh because you're not allowed to be yes Mm -hmm. because you're not allowed to be part and it's almost like you have to go to an extreme in that way and then call like to, to really differentiate in, in some way from, because you can't be like, you know, uh, uh, like stereotypical dude. I'm saying this in air quotes, of course. You can't be like a stereotypical dude and also express emotion and cry and believe in strong friendships and the important, like powerful, uh, 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 you know, the power of connection, whatever. So mm-hmm. that that isn't allowed to... within the this narrow definition that we have so well i think a lot of them genuinely like this show but i there's a whole group of them that sort of celebrate the irony of it and are into the idea that this is odd behavior so they sort of get yeah. off on that. Yeah. But now there's a bit of a problem because they, Uh-oh. when they began, it was on 4chan. We all know what goes on on 4chan. I don't know. What is that? Oh, 4chan is like, if you only had the horrible people from Reddit in one place. Oh gosh. I feel like Twitter's almost scary. Oh for my me. God. Twitter is nothing compared to 4chan. Oh, and then there's, so like Twitter, then Reddit, then, oh, Oh, I'm getting choked up just thinking about these yeah. these people. Trolls. For a lot of um like the mass shooting stuff, it begins <gasps> in that in like the QAnon stuff where they, they thought that there was a child sex trafficking oh ring God. in the pizza yeah. cosmo pizza, whatever. Anyway, so oh, it started God. on 4chan and the the way that they built the room where they all go, I don't even know the right words was there are no rules. So you can do anything in there and they're not going to take it down. And there it was just freedom of speech and My Little Pony, whatever. But mm-hmm. now people make fan art. People draw ponies oh, and doing no. weird stuff. Some of them like draw a My Little Pony with a Make America Great Again hat, stuff like that. They combine their interests. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have a bit of a Nazi problem. <gasps> what? There is all this weird There's a huge Nazi activity, right? Well, and again, we're talking that about that goes with. Yeah. Rep- I feel like it, it. There's no. It's like some form of repression. There's something being repressed that, whether it's emotional repression, that this is. Oh my god, this is so fascinating. Yeah, they're drawing like My Little Ponies with swastikas and oh fuck nooses. Um, oh my god! Terrible, terrible stuff, and they don't know quite what to do because their policy was anything goes, and oh so my god, it's kind of become a breeding ground for really unsavory activity and thoughts. And I just thought it was Damn. a curious thing. Like I don't have the answer or what's going to be right. done about it. I just thought who would have predicted. predicted. That this cute little subculture is now like Nazi hotbed. Because like, oh my God, I was, oh, the last time, I mean, when I watched that documentary, you know, it's. The brony one? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's done in a way where I can like, 
see mm-hmm. the void, see how this is filling a, a void. And it, there was such, oh my God, that just like. It just, are you there? My, I feel yeah, like I, lost I just you. <laughs> no, you did. But like I'm just like in my mind, you kind of did for a sec. I was just like, God, that's so. Because I, I mean, how can it really is? Ugh. When I don't know, like the, I don't. Uh, I have a lot of feelings on it. None of them are good. Right, and I just hope. I don't know who would be doing this, but I really hope there is some answer within the education system or something for all these like apparently angry white males who feel lost and are looking for connection and finding it in really terrible places. Yeah. Oh my God. I really, I think about, oh, oh my God. I really do. I think that uh, there's a documentary called, oh my God, what's it called? Hmm. Something about men, or uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll remember next time. I, I'm gonna figure it out. But there's a documentary that talks a lot about like the this like definition of what a male is, and a lot about, and I feel like could help make a lot of connections in explaining this. What the heck is it called? I'm gonna have to remember. It's like, oh gosh, dang. Okay, I'll think about it, and then I'll. It'll come back to me. It'll come to me. But anyways. It feels hopeless. Very, not I helpful, don't know what's going to happen, but it just feels like this is not this is not a good situation. No. But anyway, so beware. If you know a brony, just make sure that... They're, they're also not a Nazi. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, gosh, I read a book a while ago called the pleasure gap. And I realized that I never kind of shared the things that I learned in the book that I think our audience would like to know. It was exploring sexuality in comparison to men and, um, just talking about the ways that women are kind of getting ripped off in the sack. Um, yes. Talking about how females are having more sex than they used to. So like in that way, there's been improvement, but yeah. the quality hasn't improved. So we're still sort of feeling like oh. we're not getting what we want. Yeah. Um, I blame porn. Well, I oh. kind oh, of do too. No, I, I oh, agree. Oh. Like I, I feel bad saying that because I want to be sex positive and just support sex workers, but I do feel like there's a porn problem. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, but you could, but that... You can be sex positive and support porn worker and support sex workers and support the porn industry, but also be anti like the degradation porn Mm -hmm. and porn that, yeah, absolutely. Like that is and like, like women run my porn accounts Mm -hmm. and porn like websites and everything like that. Those are really good for Mm -hmm. like stuff that doesn't make you feel icky and also like 
says all the right stuff. Right. Yeah, there are those exceptions, but in general, the industry is not exactly yeah. making any headway, for, so to speak, for women. And um, mm. the, the book was saying that we've basically just accepted the imbalance that, you know, he might, he'll get his, but you may or may not get yours. Right. And that we collectively should probably <laughs> hold people accountable more. Um, and then one of the yeah. things they describe is how when they're going to do a surgery on a man down there, that they take, they have always taken special care to ensure the preservation of the sexual function during those surgeries. You know, just really uh-huh. careful. Yes. But that has not been true with women. And oh my God. So part of it is because for a long time and still yeah. today, some doctors don't really even understand the network of nerves that are involved in the clitoris and sexual function more generally. Oh and so how God. are they going to be careful when they really don't even understand how it all works? Yes. Oh, I'm mad about for it. For real. I mean, I, I just I just read this this uh, post that was online that was about a woman, uh, a black woman who woke up from surgery and she noticed that her hair had been braided in a way that avoid that, like, was so that the surgery, the operation that was done, didn't cut into her hair, didn't like. Uh, uh, it was basically very respectful of the hair that she had already braided. And mm-hmm. then, like, the, the doctor rebraided it. And she was like, oh my gosh, it must have been one of the nurses or somebody like that. And then, when she was getting her stitches taken out or staples taken out, the doctor told her, who was a black doctor, said, oh, you know, I like your braids now look much better than the braids I did. And she found out that it was him who did it. And he took the care to do that. But the only, of course he did because he recognized the importance of her hair and like took the time to, to do that because he like related to the patient Mm -hmm. and he was aware. And if they, uh, the doctors who are doing, then that makes me think of these surgeries and the doctors who can't relate because they're not even aware or have like this, like, yeah like thought to consider that yeah it's just not on their radar right and it was saying Mm. um 90 percent of men orgasm every time only 50 (sighs) to 70 percent of women i think that's high i don't even i think that's high too i think that's really high and not surprisingly lesbians have more pleasure (laughs) yeah that just makes sense they probably don't have the the sex is probably less frequent but definitely so this we i I'm trying to find it. I found this article. I think it was in Psychology Today. Maybe it was in something else. But it was, and I think I brought it up a bit ago, but it was talking about like this pleasure gap, exactly like you're saying, and how there was this thought of like, oh, women need to not think as much about the your or the yeah. orgasm and then like it'll happen more. But mm-hmm. that's not true at all, is that we have to start actually prioritizing it in sex right. and we've gotten out of the habit of prioritizing it because of this pleasure gap. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess we're done now because he's done. Yeah. Or, oh, like, okay, I guess like, you know, that's it. And we have to like speak up and like start prioritizing it and make like that a thing. I thought this was really interesting. This was um, saying that when women have rape fantasies, which are not entirely mm-hmm. unusual, mm-hmm. that it can be evidence of how uncomfortable women are in their own desire. Mm. So they bypass the voice that says desire is wrong um, oh. by just making it as if I didn't want it. 
Like he just wow. did it to me. It's so interesting. And I just happened to like it. Wow, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be very freeing for people who have that as a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Understanding that can, I think, can relieve people if they feel guilt from that. Right, because I'm sure I mean, a lot of women do. Stigmatized or, yeah, for sure. Um, let's oh, see what else. Interesting. Yeah, I recommend. I'm so the book. glad that you revisited this and that we that you shared that. I know there were so many good little nuggets where I'm like, ooh, that gives me something to chew on. Um, uh-huh. Let's see. Oh, I love reading about the studies. I'm sure you've seen some of them. You know, when you have like a woman in a study who is watching porn, and then you watch her brain and see what gets her. Motor running. Mm, yes. Those are always fun. And traditionally in those studies, women, straight women are mm-hmm. all over the place where straight men are predictably aroused by women, that lesbians are predictably aroused by women and gay men are predictably aroused by men. Oh. But for straight women, it's like anything. It could be gorillas. It can be anything. <laughs> and they get horny. And it used to be like uh, the conclusion was... Well, they must be like super wound up and we just don't know it. They hide it. They repress their desire, whatever. But um, some believe women are physically rearticulating their own objectification when they get horny over like something that doesn't even make sense. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to throw up another theory, but with absolutely no, well, and I I have no idea. What do I know? You know, no idea. Because I, if you think about everything going back to like a biological reproductive need, I would imagine that a woman who, of course, this would then make it so you weren't, wouldn't be able to be as selective. But if, if something about her being aroused was necessary for the reproduct, like re- reproduction to be successful, then maybe like being turned on by anything and a, like a lot of stuff would make it so like greasy old tracks. Yeah. But then it would, wouldn't make you as picky and like being selective is kind of important. Being ready for anything isn't exactly like, well, I don't know if I would think that it's a way of rearticulating their own objectification as much as it is that because we are not encouraged to explore our sexual identity that oh. those wires aren't fully formed maybe in oh. the way that men's are. I don't know. Yes. No, I think that's a good theory too, for sure. Because we don't and know. Like, We're not allowed to think about it most of our life. Right. And then we kind of like aren't able to to strengthen those connections to certain things. Oh, yes, I really like this. Okay. We're because we kind of act, we kind of like throw it up, like have to like throw it away real quick. Oh, yeah. no, that feels icky. Oh, dis- you know, like mm-hmm. a, a snip, snip of that little synapse. <laughs> yes, unwanted thought. Unwanted thought, yeah. Okay. Wow, Something look at us. Then, look at us. Then the, the final thought was um, each month that women are in a relationship, their desire decreases while <sighs> men oh stays the same, which, I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised, but I'm kind of not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense that women or that men just are horny no matter what. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the longer a woman is in a relationship, the less they want it. That's well, that's depressing. I know, <laughs> right? Yeah, Except with the that? gorillas, evidently. Um, they didn't really offer solutions. It was more just like, here's the well, data. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and see, here's all like 
I want to know, and and it's so those are like such studies. God, you gotta love them. But they do these like big <laughs> claims, like with every month it goes down, but like down by what? Down by like a very small measure, or like just right above you know, statistically significant or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can deal with that. But if it's like cut by 50% every month, then it's like, whoa, shit, we got to do something. But I'm like, okay, let's like, what are we talking here? Because like, I, I mean, it, to me, if they, they found the opposite, I would have been less shocked. Like if ma- male desire decreased because they're just always looking for the next one, oh, that would make sense. But they still want to uh-huh. bang forever more. And the lady's like, Get off me, I have a headache. Yeah, because like I feel like the actual act is what mm-hmm. we're looking for the intimacy and the connection and that kind of closeness. And even though guys can be too, the at the end of the day, it's like I I would they they need to get off or nature will do it for them. Yeah, that's for sure. So in the order of what is more pleasurable, I would imagine it would go partner, self nature mm. you know and yeah. so it's like always having like yeah it's always they're they're always gonna want to get off because they always do because they always need to and the other one other thing that they mentioned that's a problem is how female orgasm is framed as a male achievement <laughs> like they You're referred right. to that seinfeld episode when she revealed that when she was dating jerry <sighs> that elaine was faking her orgasms and oh how God. wounded he was as if it were yeah. his achievement right, his. that was revoked rather than her pleasure that was denied yeah oh that was my god yeah i remember when uh like the the last like well i mean it wasn't even the lap but like i there were like there was like one or two boyfriends I had before I, you know, was like, nope, I'm just dating women for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember the guy who I was like, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I don't want to be with you because I think I want to be with women. And he was so hurt. He oh, was right. Like, like it's about it him. So per- yes. I mean, we were like 15. So, you know. <laughs> oh, like, come God on. bless. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but probably I was a like, complex. Oh. Yeah, he like he went on to become a plastic surgeon. So get he makes, out. Yeah, he makes women look more like. Oh women. <laughs> my god! I don't know why that's funny to me. But I it know is. it is right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's funny to me too. I don't know why that's extra. I was like, mm, no, I'm not into this. Does he look like a plastic surgeon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, good times. I love that you said that, and you know exactly. And everybody knows <laughs> you that know. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I love it. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Let's move on. Um, let's see. What do I want to talk to you about? I'm always debating. Do I want serious? Do I want silly? Oh, um, wow. Let's see. Well, I did. I was reading about the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, and this was an interesting sort of subcategory that I hadn't thought of that I think is really fun. And interesting, mm-hmm. which is that 
whenever you have sort of a new phrase or a new use of a phrase, then the American Sign Language, uh, you know, people have to decide the appropriate sign for that organization or idea. And that there is some debate about the word because I think people often think that American Sign Language is just a a word for word replacement. Oh, yeah, no, it's not at all. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a totally different way of speaking. And I I don't have a lot written down about it, but it was in the LA mm-hmm. Times. If you're interested, I'll have Dahlia put it in the newsletter because it was just talking about like if you were choosing a word that means matter, that was the sticking oh, wow. point. I wish I could remember the various options, but yeah. they're, they're very passionate about it and they don't want... It the significance to be lost or diminished. Yes, and I just love I'm stuff for like this. that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have to send you the link. But- I'm super into this. Yeah, and like <laughs> screenshot it because I've already reached my max amount of articles that I can read from the LA Times without buying a subscription. Oh my so. god, I'll just give you my password. Oh yeah, woo! I love this. <laughs> I really should like you know support my news and like actually get my own because you know. <laughs> well, I'm supporting them. There we go. Um, that's funny. I do hate that when they're like, you have one more article. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dang it. I shouldn't have wasted it on that one on like, it's always something stupid. <laughs> Another sort of Black Lives Matter uh, adjacent story is how um, there's upper an Upper East Side mommy group on Facebook that mm-hmm. is dealing with a lot of Black Lives Matter backlash, which doesn't surprise me in the least bit. Right. I mean, just across all groups, not just the Upper East Side mommy group, but mm-hmm. like there, which sounds like the whitest thing I've ever heard. Well, and that's the whole thing where yeah. most of them are going to be all just wanting to talk about their nannies and shit. And oh, I, you know, some of the members want to address the concept of Black Lives Matter, and their posts kept getting deleted by the moderator. And then they started saying, "We need a." person of color to be one of the moderators like there just has to be somebody and then they their moderator quit and then deactivated the whole account and then oh my god because they didn't like the black lives matter posts yeah they didn't like that and they didn't like the idea that they had to have a person of color help them with moderating And then you get all the splinter groups and then certain ones just like we're going to start our own and take their ball and go home and uh, but I think it's such an important conversation because mm-hmm. it helps you see the it's a small subgroup, but mm-hmm. it is a reflection of a larger cultural issue. Yes, where this is going to become a real thing, and mm-hmm. some people are going to be mad. There's always going to be people offended, and then you got to figure out how to handle it. Oh, I sure don't have I'm all t- the answers, but I don't either. I'm going like I'm on a case by case basis with the like person to person of like how can we work on how you're you know how you're the worst how you're yeah in like the most delicate way possible and so you know because I I have I mean but I'm so glad it's like call everybody out let's freaking do this yeah and it is uncomfortable yeah but like. So are a lot of things. Tough shit. Well, that's the thing. Is and like, I'm saying this as somebody who's been, who's, who's, you know, of course, have like, we all have to be uncomfortable with what things right now. Well, and that's the the thing is that we've never really had to be before. Yeah, correct. Yes. And all these other people were uncomfortable 
and yeah. we didn't really know or care. Mm-hmm. And now it's mm-hmm. our turn to be like, yep. oh, I don't know what the right thing, thing to say is. Am I doing this right? Am I saying the right thing? Well, yes. now well, you know what it's same. like. A right. tiny little go. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So like boohoo. Yes, totally. So boohoo. I know. I should, I should be nicer. Not boohoo. I mean, like, I shouldn't say that. I should be like, let's do something to, you know, make a difference. Uh, let's talk about how I read this article. I actually watched a video too about how sound. And I mean, for the record, boohoo to those people who are whining and complaining that it's difficult. Oh yeah, duh. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. that. <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, this article and watched this video about how sound changes the way food tastes. And I thought you what? might be into it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm really into this because <laughs> okay. I, f- because, because. Uh, here uh, uh, and here's why it extra sparks my interest because I just saw that um, uh, Anderson Cooper they did like a celebrity uh, who wants to be a millionaire and he um, picked the wrong question on the final question but it was like using an encephalo electroencephalograph which food item is the m- most uh, or like has a reading that most closely resembles a human brain and one of the answers was. Uh, or the correct answer is green jello, lime green jello. What? Right? What that do you if mean? You, yeah, I'm saying that if you hook a hook lime green jello no. up to, and I don't know if it's flavor specific, they just said that in there. But if you hook jello, we'll say up to an, an electroencephalogram, which is like that thing that like reads electricity, mm-hmm. that it responds in the same way, or not electricity, but I don't know, whatever it does, you can hook it up and it reads stuff. It responds <laughs> in the same way that a brain, or the closest to, or similar to what a, how a brain would respond. And, uh, and so then it made me think about like, oh my gosh, food. And so I like, I'm That's like super excited. Weird. Yes. So I want to know about how sound could change it because all this stuff with food and our body and it's like weirded me out. So I feel like this fits right okay. in. Well, there was this guy in the video who was a total douchebag, like Guy Fieri would hate him. Um, <laughs> but he kept referring to it as sonic seasoning, which I was like, oh, stop Lord. saying that. <laughs> I'm a no- yeah okay I get it <laughs> like please please don't say that ever again so anyway yeah. a couple things of note chef. that I th- is he a chef like he's like a, a chef like the chef type I think he was hired he was hired to kind of be like a sommelier or t- that type of yes. person but yeah. for food okay. yeah Go- got it okay yeah like he's got a palate. <laughs> right, and he was being all snobby right. about it, and Flavor yeah. Town would have hated it. But hated it. I did enjoy it. No some donkey of the- sauce for you. <laughs> right. Sweetness apparently is enhanced by high pitched sounds. Why? What? We don't know. Why would that Get be? Get the fuck out. Sweetness is enhanced by high pitched sounds. Okay, yeah. this is a good argument for the sound that the uh, ice cream truck makes. <gasps> like, that, that I wonder if. I wonder if you sell more ice cream if you use a high-pitched song or a low-pitched song. <gasps> more experiments. Man. Well, at least if you stood wanted- next to the truck, it might affect the way you taste the ice cream depending on what yeah, music so- is playing. And then if you like it more, then mm-hmm. you'd probably be more inclined like to salivate yeah, when too. it comes by. So like it would increase... Oh, okay. This is really interesting. Wonder why. Right. Bitter... Goes well with low, low, slow notes. That's no. funny, especially since bitter was the taste that 
was associated with psychopathology. Remember when we were talking about black coffee? Oh my God, right. And so that's kind of weird because that music sounds serial killery. Yeah, and I take it back. It's not low, slow notes. That's umami. It's just low oh. notes in general, like low, low music. Notes. Yeah. Ba-dun. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Jaws. Ba-dun. And then uh, short, sharp notes enhance salt. So oh, I'll salt. I was going to guess sour. Oh, yeah. They didn't do sour. wonder what that is. So that's cool. So salt, that's like like... Eat some potato chips, listen to some jazz. Yeah, because they basically put out a little cheese plate and said, okay, first you're going to try this particular cheese and, you know, here's what you're going to taste. And then yeah. they would have these violinists or like stringed instruments play oh, that's music. so fun. Mm-hmm. How do you be a, how do you be a <laughs> participant in the, this experiment? Yeah. I really would like to be part of the cheese tasting uh, <laughs> Yeah, I want f- food and music. Yeah. Right. And like also, what department is this if this is all being done by students? Because like I totally went to the wrong school. (laughs) Have you did you ever volunteer in one of those? Like when you were in college? No. No. Like a lot of surveys, a lot of things like that, but never anything where they were conducting any actual testing. Because I didn't work in like a psychology department for grad. It wasn't uh, a. like right. psychology grad school is like marriage and family therapy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if I you want to know how they did. feel after they ate that food. We have we, <laughs> we studied the shit out of that. Probably you're saying you studied the shit out of it. <laughs> if I'm hearing you correctly, um, yeah, I did participate in some, but I have no memory of them. And so I'm like, did I participate in like oh memory God. canceling ones? Wait, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I don't remember what the, they asked me to do or what like, was involved. How old were you? 20s, you know, 22 maybe. You should remember this. I really should, Sarah. Susie. Maybe they were checking to see why I forget everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I did participate in a lot of focus groups. Oh God, you didn't. Like, but not intent. Not like uh, uh, I signed up for them. Like my mom brought us to those when we were little. What did you test? Like, I think. Oh, what? Are like we? TV shows and movies. Yeah, sometimes movies. We would go to those screenings a lot, and God. then I feel like I've also done like some product testing ones. Maybe those like, I don't know what you got for going something probably. And you'd have one of those dials and you'd have to say if you liked it? I don't know how they did it because we were <laughs> kids and because I don't remember a lot of this either. But I remember like playing, like it's like an organized play. Like they were like, here, you're going to just like hear some toys or whatever it was or like the, whatever <laughs> it was that we were testing was in front of us. And it wasn't in like structured. It wasn't like because I was young. I was like eight or nine or something like that. I don't know how you guys fit all these activities into your schedules. You guys were so busy all the time. Well, you know, I think my mom was, now that I'm thinking about it, she was in the film industry and like you work with a lot of ad agencies and probably a lot of like, like she would do Coca-Cola commercials and McDonald's commercials. And so I, like, I feel like she would hear probably about stuff like that and like those kind of things. Oh yeah. We're looking for people to come down and do product testing for like, blah, blah, blah. okay, yeah, sure. We'll do that. And yeah, we did. We, why did we have free time to do that? She probably got tons of dough and you didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. That's okay. She gave me she gave me a, a, a treasure trove worth treasures worth of knowledge and wisdom. 
Yeah, right. Worth it. Yeah. She's listening to the podcast now, so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sally, true. I'm that is true, you. by the way. That is true. Yes, yes, it is. Half of what I learned in grad school I already knew because my mom taught me. So. Yeah, she's very, she has a wealth of knowledge for sure. Yes, she for sure is. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. I did want to ask you because I saw these things on laughingsquid.com, which were masks that you can get made to look like your actual face. Oh, like, my God. That's funny. You know, your mouth and chin area. Yeah. Um, <gasps> would you ever wear like a themed mask like that? Well, the funny thing is, is I feel like I want to get them and I want you to wear mine and me to wear yours and see what we look like. Because what if we like look like twins like that? I bet we do. I know. I bet so too. <laughs> That's so funny. I like would my never brother do Lucas that. and I tried to, they, we did the face swap. You know that yeah. face swap app? And it was We no looked different. like the same person. It was no different. So like those kind of things crack me up because maybe it'll, maybe it'll be the same. Yeah. But that's not why we're the same, but it'll look... Or we'll look like Reese Witherspoon, like crazy. Yeah, like a sad version. (laughs) (laughs) I just am, I think it's funny how people are getting into mask culture and sort of like Mm -hmm. doing that thing where you want to signal who you are. Some people get like, I I like the ones that say it's something like it didn't have to be like this. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Vote, those ones are fun. Yes, I have Black Lives Matter one. Do you? Yes, I do. Did you buy it on Etsy or where? No, we I uh, uh, got it when we went to a march. Oh, okay, they were giving them yeah. out, or you bought them? Yeah, well, I mean, well, they were asking. I mean, they were giving them out slash looking for donations. Oh, and that's cool. So I donated. Yeah. Where did you guys end up marching? Uh, we went to a five uh, k that was happening in, um, like right outside Culver City area. I'm st- I, I wish I could say I knew the parts of LA more be- and like well, I could either. drive around and like went out, but as soon as we moved up here like and I was finally in LA as an adult getting to explore the city, you know, I got 2 weeks before everything went on lockdown yeah. and right. You know, I'm still inside, so yeah. Well, I, I know encourage- like my two block area, but that's it. But uh uh to answer your question about masks, my favorite one, duh, the brain candy one. It's so fucking cool. Oh my cool. God. It's so cute. I got mine and it's actually really great for kids too because it's almost like a neck gaiter. So yeah. it's not uh, restrictive, but it still does the job mm-hmm. and I just love it. It's so cute. Um, Super cool. But I did want to encourage people because we made signs for Black Lives Matter as a family and mm. then um, yes. like you can just march in your neighborhood by yourself or just yes. put them in your window if you're not comfortable because of the pandemic or for any reason, you can still make I your voice heard. Yeah. yeah, put on your car. Yeah. All that stuff. That's yeah, like important. if you're like, I'm not really into protest, that's fine, but you can do it yeah. in other ways. So Yes. Let Anywho. the neighborhood know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was it. happy to support it. Anyway, yes. don't forget to leave us five oh, star review. So cute, Lincoln. I and also did did like that. Uh, he made he did a really good job with that sign. Yeah, he did. Tell him like excellent for okay. like many reasons. Actually, I'll tell him next. Yeah, week's. he was really into it, and he was getting frustrated um, with his sign because he felt like it wasn't oh. good enough. So, oh, well, it was. Oh my god, I can't wait to tell him. Well, you could tell him too. Sarah okay. thinks it's really good. The art looked great. He did a great job painting. Thank you. Yes. All right, people. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.